Welcome to another episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure Podcast, a show where no one feels guilty about what gives them pleasure. For the final episode of our wedding series, my friend Danny and I discussed 1999's The Best Man. This movie has been one of my pop culture blind spots that I always said I'd watch and never got to until now. This is a hilarious film starring Black Hollywood's best, and even though I was a little wary of the two-hour runtime, I never wanted it to end. I'll definitely be watching its sequel, Best Men Holiday, as soon as I have a break. If you haven't seen this before, you can find it on Peacock Streaming Service, not sponsored. We have such fun going through all of the characters and the actors as we know them now, and just revisiting a whole lot of moments that were very of the time of that 1999 Y2K energy. Enjoy this episode and tune in next week to find out what the latest series will be. Harper, why'd you really leave your girl at home this weekend? Because I wanted to hang out with the guys. You know, cut up with the boys before she came. <laughs> mm-hmm. When Harper Stewart agreed to be the best man at his best friend's wedding. Oh, Harper, hey. what's up, there, baby? Harper! It was a reunion of old friends. Well, well, well. The gang's all here back in effect. Break out the 40s. But before the happy couple can walk into the future... I'm gonna go blind just looking at it. ...they'll all have to confront... You read my book? No. ...the secrets of their past. Jordan has my book? Quentin has my book. So you read my book, too. You dog. We're talking about fictitious accounts of of experiences that I've gone through. That book being around this weekend brought back some wild memories. If they're reading it right... Don't make me hurt you. Jordan, good girls never tell. Nothing short of a miracle is going to protect the guilty. You don't think that Mia's ever tippy-toed out the door on you once. I'm the first, the last, and the only. Really. about the fall. Universal Pictures presents. You have no idea the amount of ignorant mess we're about to get into right now. Tell these country-ass Negroes that we ain't serving no ham hocks at this wedding. God did not intend for us to be with just one person. (laughs) Jordan's the best girlfriend you never had. Have you ever actually had sex like that for real? Well, not exactly, but close. Where can a sister get some from? You know how many single honeys be at weddings? Nice boxers. I thought you were strictly a briefs man. My wild oats are soft. Marriage is gonna curb that appetite for more women. And what world? <laughs> Tay Diggs, Nia Long, and Morris Chestnut. My hormones are raging out of control. I'm emotional. Good night. The best man. Can we at least hold each other? Hi, Danielle, or would you like to be called Danny? Hi, Ruby. Um, I think, you know, for the people, for the public, we can go with Danny. Um, my okay. professional life is Danielle. All right. This is Danielle, the doctoral candidate from Stanford, also known as my friend Danny. Um, yeah. who's here. She's also a podcaster, seasoned podcaster. So she already knows how the show is going to roll and I know the right better than I am. And thanks to Danny, we watched The Best Man, which we're going to have two very different perspectives because Danny's (laughs) seen this a thousand times and I've just seen it the one time today, but (laughs) it'll be, it'll be like the first of many, many, like I'm immediately going to watch now The Best Man Holiday, even though it's like strike the middle of summer. And then I'll be ready for like the midnight premiere of whatever the last episode is in the trilogy. The third one. Yeah. 
but yeah, it was like at first when I started and I saw two hours, I went, these better be two full hours of content because <laughs> you know how I feel about the 90 minute run, but it was worth it. Like you had to take time to introduce everybody and get the perspective. And then they also did a lot of flashbacks. So the summary of the movie is like a group of friends and the main character Harper played by Tay Diggs. He wrote a book that's like, I wouldn't even say loosely based on their lives. Apparently it's just a recap of their existence in college, which yeah, never write that book about us because that would just be <laughs> a sloppy ass mess. Yeah. But um, all his friends saw like the preview of the book and they like feel some type of way about what was written about them. And then they're all there for his best friend Lance's wedding. Um, and there's like all sorts of entanglements. This was pre Jada's entanglement era. We learned about the entanglements in 99. Entanglement is a perfect way to describe what happens in this movie though. Cause that's all like, I, I just like, there were so many entanglements. There were so (laughs) many moments of like, this wasn't really wrong, but it wasn't right. You know, like it it was just such an area of gray, which I enjoy. Um, Like one of the things that um, I really liked about the movie is like at first a character would appear on screen and I'd be like, oh, I know what they're about. And then like later something would happen and it gave like, so there was like a lot of depth in the characters. And um, we're gonna talk about the star power. So we have Tay Diggs, uh, Sine Lathan, Harold Perrineau, Naya Long, Terrence Howard, Morris Chestnut, Regina Hall, like all these like heavy hitters, like everybody knows them today. But back then, would you say like in Hollywood, Black Hollywood, were there any people that were more famous already? Like, I feel like maybe Tay Diggs and like Neil Long and maybe Harold Perrineau might have had more career prior. So I would say like Nia Long would be definitely one of the first people. I think this is actually Regina Hall's like first movie. I could be wrong, but I think it's like. I didn't check. I saw they're all like near the exact same age. So they like very carefully like casted to have everybody match. She looks good. I was like. That is the prettiest stripper I've ever seen. <laughs> She's amazing. I was She's like, Candy, you're beautiful. I'm pretty sure Candy is that I think like Regina Hall, that is her. I could be wrong, but that I think that's yeah. her very funny. So she is a relative, no name for sure. At the Morris time. Chestnut has had everyone's panties dripping since like way long before that. We love him. That man is a specimen. Yes. When I literally almost drooled when he came on on stage, uh, not on uh, camera. (laughs) On stage in my presence, I I just got flustered. Like he He did. He did. I I had only seen like older Morris Chestnut, so I didn't get it. But now I get it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Nineties Morris Chestnut. That's a man. Yeah. Um, Mm. So I want to say that. I'm going to say that these people were like relatively famous, like black famous, like we have, we have yeah. a, a black community of just like, you know, all of the black people know who the, these people are, but maybe if you were to go into like mainstream white America, Mormon, you know, that sort of thing, yeah. they wouldn't know who he was. So I think it was kind of like teetering on that. I don't think at the time that this movie was made that most, I want to say like non-black people knew who Tay Diggs was. Sure. Um, 
I don't even think most of them knew who Nia Long was like, I, which is, yeah, I would say that's like a fair assessment for sure. Is like maybe Tay Diggs. Like, I didn't know if he was doing Broadway stuff already. So like, Um, I don't think think so. So this came out in 99. So I, if I'm doing my movies right and I could be totally wrong. I think before that he had already done love Jones with Nia Long. Um, prior to the, she'd already done the Fridays. Uh, well, okay, Friday. Um, he had, you know, he had already done with Sanaa Lathan, Love and Basketball, I think at that point. Um, so oh, very yeah. black. Yeah. Games. This was like um, her, this felt like looking at the IMDb of it all, like it was like probably her first big movie. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously she was, I don't want to say a smaller character, but like she wasn't part of the friend group. And then yeah. she had like Love and Basketball and Brown Sugar and all this stuff. So like clearly set her on a path. Exactly. Um, but um, yeah, I would, I agree with you. It's like, they weren't known like in the mainstream populace, but they were definitely not a list celebrities at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like now everyone can cite them and all sorts of stuff. And this was probably like a jumping off point. Cause this was also like big budget, like actually reached a lot more people. It was $9 million for their budget, which I mean, comparatively it was, came out in 99 yeah. um and it is a big budget moot film for like a black film at that time right exactly it was like five million or something like that so mm-hmm. um, yeah so I would say they're not like super super famous I think this was definitely a launching off point for some of their careers but also a lot of these movies like I love like 90s early 2000 black movies yeah they kind of start to bleed in together because you have all of these same actors and actresses who are consistently getting cast across them and so sometimes the storylines and the timelines bleed Oh, forgive me if I had any of that out of order. But yeah, it's they were like, definitely solidly black famous as well. It's, it's like Spanish soap operas where like you're learning the same story again and then they cast the same couples because people just like seeing the same actors together. And so you're just like, wait a minute. Was it like the Western set one or was it like the Victorian period set one or like oh, yeah. the business? And I, just, I just realized I made a mistake. Uh, Tay Diggs was not in Love and Basketball. That was Omar Epps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just it just like came to the you're trying to give Tay some sports skills yeah (laughs) yeah, like wait a second no that was that was definitely uh Omar Epps but we could talk about all the other another time I have strong feelings about that as well so (laughs) oh we'll we'll meet back here in time for it don't worry don't worry I want to see every movie I mean it's just like there's so much good content like especially 90s like you said early 2000s where it's like you can't watch enough and I feel like Weirdly, in the 90s, there was, like, a moment for, like, different cultures to, like, have films, too. Like, Mm -hmm. kind of millennium time, there was, like, little crossover moments, little Latinx moments. And it was like, oh, here's movies featuring this. And then all of a sudden, we're like, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Back to white. (laughs) Like, you know, like, it was, there was a moment, like, in the 90s. Like, because I feel like even, like, you know, obviously, Eddie Murphy, like, had so much success throughout, like, the 90s, too. And I remember, like, growing up and seeing a lot of his movies. Like you said, it's like, I don't know what was the Nutty Professor. I don't know what this was. You know, a little earlier, but, like, Coming to America, like, all these good movies. And so, like, you would just get exposed. You know, for me, like, that was my access point to, like, other ways of life was to see, like, movies and TV shows with, like, representation of different groups. So, I mean, that's still happening for me. I'm learning so much about, like, (laughs) Miss Marvel right now because, like, 
I have to access it through television, unfortunately, but yeah. uh, I was laughing because I thought you were going to say, um, cause you were learning through father of the bride. I did learn originally a lot learn. about, I learned about a lot of white shit through father of the bride <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I couldn't finish it. <laughs> I know. Another one we're going to return to when Danny's we, We're going to. Ready. When I'm emotionally ready, I need to watch that film in stages. And I just, I've had my film. I, I've <laughs> I never can. seen it. And I don't, I, I don't feel like I've missed out, even though I like a lot of those actors, but I'm just like, I wouldn't okay. recommend. I would not recommend. I haven't I'm even I just wanted to do the reason for this reason. <laughs> like, I just wanted to watch Latinos. That's the only reason yeah. why. I was like, because those were my little royalties. I was like, yes, Gloria Stefan. Yes, Andy Garcia, like my version of royalty. Yeah. anyways one of the things that was also very 90s about this which i enjoyed because i feel like it doesn't happen anymore is like this movie is very sexy but not very. Like, well, you know what i mean like even opening yeah. like in the the like not hot tub but like their bathtub scene where they're just like very sensual like, sensual is exactly i thought about too is like it's yeah. sensual it's not like vulgar it's not like gross you know it's just like very sexy like the kisses were like very real yeah all of those moments and i kind of enjoy that even with the strippers. I mean, you see a little booty, but you don't see too much. You know, I feel like today- The strippers were just sensual. They were classically sensual. You know, like they- I agree. I mean, you see a little bit of butt crack, but like, it's not like super intensive. (laughs) You don't see no titties or anything like that. I, I, I enjoyed- watching that just because it was like you know you there's nothing wrong with little titty i will say that <laughs> but what i'm saying is like sometimes it's nice just Come on, to Preacher like daniel to go back. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> nothing wrong with a little titty i'm just a little ass shaking sometimes it's nice to see like exactly a little it's, it's yeah just a little bit like not the full it was on it was on theme like the whole movie well yeah it was like a very it was also like a kind of sexually charged movie too like with the relationships and you know like it was very you know old school like this is how men talk this is how women talk too um in some senses at first I was like Danielle likes this movie because (laughs) I was like she's also talking about misogyny yeah I was like she's also talking about that feminism I heard about like (laughs) these men are not about it but it was super funny. I mean, and it's also like true to form. Like that's how men are. We're not like, I'm not here to fool myself either. It did bring me back to college though. Oh yeah. It it just brought me back to some commentary in college. That movie script is so obviously written by a man. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So obviously there's a lot of misogyny. I mean, I have character profiles. I think like most of these people in this movie are narcissists. Like that is very important to like my understanding of this movie. Yeah. Like for instance, Harper, for instance, Mm -hmm. like he really thinks that he is the smartest person in the room. How do you write a book about literally everyone in your life? and then be surprised exactly like oh that's me and he's like no how do why would you think it's you because you're not smarter than everybody exactly (laughs) I think he just really felt like I'm gonna write this super salacious book about these people that I know in real life but I'm smarter than every single one of them and they'll never figure it out and that's why he got his ass beat at the end I'm sorry I don't know if we're sure oh no you're fine there's no we're not doing chronology (laughs) here now I thought the exact same thing though, because like, there's this long juxtaposition, like between Harper being like, I'm based in like reality and science and all this stuff. And like Lance being based in faith, 
But yeah. Lance was oddly way more self-aware and in tune with his reality versus like Harper was living in his dreamland and like not being able to like, uh, you know, provide like any vulnerability, take any risks, like any kind of situation. So it was like very interesting. Like that was a through line in the movie. Yeah. And they I gave him a like... standing ovation for that speech at the end. And that's like a speech yeah. any of us can say for a wedding. Like you two are meant to be together. Okay. Cheers. The first, first and foremost, the fact that you slept with this man's wife, who's your best friend, and he <laughs> lets you still stay in the wedding. That's why I was like, this is for the movies. This, this is not real life. But we it was also a long time ago and him. once. But you gonna right? let him stand up to you? I mean, he did a lot of dirty dog stuff too. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. Okay. So, so Lance, like, don't I don't see him kids. being able to do that. I know no, that it's I, different situations, but. Lance. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get into Lance too. But what I'm saying is this is for the movies. Like you're yes. this. Oh, absolutely. You're going to call, like call potentially off your whole wedding behind your best man sleeping with your girlfriend from when you were in college. And literally in five minutes you're like oh jk you can stand next to me like you were just about to call this whole thing off like at the very least still get married i'm still a proponent of that they did put him at the end of the table though they did but he stood next to him at the altar i was like "Mm -mm, this is not real life (laughs) there's no way (laughs) i know it's i know it's a theatrical no i agree i agree it's not real life this is not not real life. life Um, but I do, I, okay. So this is how I feel about Lance. I feel like Lance got everything that he deserved in that movie because he's a misogynist. I Mm -hmm. also think that he's a narcissist. I am not a psychologist for anybody who's listening. I'm just, we have zero credentials. Just lots of opinions. I just want to like throw that out there. But we are scholars. We're, we're well read. We are. I feel comfortable diagnosing fictional characters, not real people. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And so uh, I think that he, but he's like self-aware. So he knows that he's a massage. Exactly. He, he wants his wife to stay at home and her only job is her, him and raising their children. And he knows that he likes his wife primarily because he thinks that he's the only person that's ever had sex with her before in, in our life. Like he thinks that he's allowed yeah. to sow his wild oats and she's supposed to forgive him. And he honestly just feels like his shit doesn't stink. And yeah, he's very self-aware even still he know he deserves everything that he gets can we get into this really quickly because <laughs> my I mean, problem- he, at least he was aware he said i'm strong in my mind and body but emotionally weak that's when i said you know what he knows some stuff about himself he knows but- and he even said like if given all the things that i've done and put her through mm-hmm. if i were to find out that she had slept with someone else i would yeah i'd still get married to her because yeah. i know that because he did his yeah. own yeah Right. And so I guess for people who maybe haven't seen the movie, you've probably guessed by now, the best man, the main character, Harper. Oh, true. Harper um, is the best man. Yes. <laughs> Harper is the best man. And he, in, when he was in college, slept with Lance's um, no, girlfriend, uh, who yeah. he... He had introduced the two of them and mm-hmm. Lance was like the superstar football player and was just like basically sticking his doodle and berries wherever like people would let him and while he was dating his girlfriend. He came to her multiple times asking for forgiveness um, Ugh, and she forgave yeah. him. And so basically the whole drama of this film is that when they were in college, 
she seduced Harper. And yeah. by she, I only know her name, Monica. What's her name? In the- Mia, Mia. Mia. Mia um, seduces Harper to get back at Lance right yeah. but the whole premise of this and this is some like slick stuff and honestly a round of applause baby girl because <laughs> this man is out here putting your life and health at risk possibly you uh, know, has- that's all I could think about was disease right because disease. he every time he goes away to a football game whether he's in college whether he's professional he's sleeping with other women mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing um and she only cheats on this man one time but she, she gives it a big old bet. Yep. She so while she he's with like random women, she seduces his best friend in, mm-hmm. in college, who's now his best man. Mm-hmm. This is the crazy part, right? Like this is the part where I'm like, she is on next, uh, like another tier of like genius, maybe yeah. crazy, where no one ever knows. It's not like she slept with his best friend and then went and told him. She never told anybody. And so it was kind of like the way that I see her thinking about it is, okay, you sleep with all of these people. You ask me for- But he told, he told one person because he told Quentin. Yes, yes. Um, and the thing about it is she was like, you can sleep with whoever you want. I know that at the end of the day, when it comes back to like deciding who- who hurt who worse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always going to be me. You can sleep with whoever you want. They, I don't know these yeah. women. They don't know me. They don't have a relationship to me. They owe me nothing, but I've slept with your best friend. And so I think that's what she uses to like come to terms with his notorious sleeping, all, yeah. like sleeping around. All. And she like was- the premise of the movie is they both deeply love each other. Yeah. Uh, and so she wasn't going to leave him, which is, you know, funny. Yeah, like that was like the part where I was just like, people make choice, like people make choices to be together. And that was the choice like, made. Yeah, yeah, which is like those are choices people make. Wouldn't be my choice, but those are pe- choices people make. Um, and she was the first example of like when she first came on screen, I was just like, she seems boring as fuck. And then he you likes know. her. Yeah, and well, it was before they showed like the flashback to like you know when it's like just Harper arriving at the house right. and everything. I'm like, who's this? Yeah. Um, you know, like, it was like dead zone. And then like um we say like in at least Puerto Rico, we say like mosca muerta, like dead little fly. And that's like when you act like all innocent, like oh. Oh, God, I don't like know what's going on. And then like yeah. secretly your little Venus fly trap. Exactly what she is. And I, when I said I said, Oh, I knew I had a feeling <laughs> like I was caught by surprise and I said oh that's what that little act was about okay mm-hmm. and then I mean to be fair like she probably also stays he's has like a multi-million dollar football NFL yeah, like she she knows what she's doing so that's why I was just like mm-hmm. she played the game and meanwhile so he's out here full you know out here polluting every night you know being a little oh, Jezebel yeah. himself um, but the thing about it is, and this is the crazy part is like, no one would have really ever known. It would have never came up. It would have like never been a problem if Harper had not written that book. The male he, ego. The, literally the male ego of like, I am smarter than everyone. So I'm going to write this super salacious, fictitious, and I'm putting bunny ears around fictitious book yeah. about like a conglomeration of people that I met and knew when I was in 
college mm-hmm. and come to find out he just told all his business like nobody told you to write all that <laughs> not a soul asked for that not nobody a soul asked you for that and like even his girlfriend Sydney who he proceeds to attempt to cheat on with the yeah. girl he had a crush on with in college Jordan oh. even Sydney looks at who's played by Robin Sonali, Robin reads the, sorry Robin where did I get Sydney from probably <laughs> one of the other movies that's I was probably like, I think it I was is. like don't get carried away <laughs> yeah even but yeah Robin, even Robin knows she's like know. this main character who you're so madly in love with doesn't reflect me at all that was like an interest that was another interesting juxtaposition because like when I first saw Robin I was like what a dummy like <laughs> she just gave like again another Spanish word that just hits hard is like una boba I was just like mm. Robin's una boba and like I had no respect for her at first because I was just like you don't like she just didn't seem to know her way from up you know yeah. um and then like you know we meet Jordan and she's like presented as like what a lot of like I would say women in our generation like think they're supposed to aspire to of like yeah. women and like highly accomplished yet like very beautiful and fashionable and all this stuff and like you know very slick and quick-witted and all that stuff um and so like I went into the movie because like I didn't see previews I didn't read anything thinking like yeah. it was going to be about Harper and Jordan like getting, getting together, together for real you know like yeah. not in a salacious way but like ending up together but then by the end I was seeing Robin because I was like she's such a good person like you know like firstly she like didn't grant him shit when he like confessed like what he was gonna do like that he was planning to sleep with Jordan and she was like yeah. why should I even stay here and you know that's when he finally kind of like was vulnerable for the first time I was like I actually do need you yeah. and then she was just like really supportive throughout and like kind of all his friends because like we know this personally like there are some friend groups that it's not easy to be the plus one to meet and have to and be this is into. not a friend group to be the plus one in <laughs> yeah but she like played it cool was really supportive like you know was really, she danced with uncle skeeter that wouldn't have been me i wouldn't have been <laughs> uncle skeeter Honestly, i would have said oh no sir i gotta go to the bathroom the way i would have caught that flight he would have been like but i need you and i'm like okay and i will see yeah you <laughs> yeah another time yeah I, you let me get on this flight and then have the nerve to look me in my face and tell me that not only have you broke up the bride and groom but you were gonna sleep with someone last night and the only reason why you didn't is because you got your ass whipped and because she slapped him too <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, like he's that. probably sold to had sex with her. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan deserved that slap. Um, Jordan deserved, like, should have slapped him. Yes, I love when she was like, "I'm emotional, I'm horny." Horny. And what was the other thing she said? <laughs> I um, I have it somewhere, and I don't want to hear about any goddamn peas. Fuck you. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> like, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And he was like, "We're peas in a pod." She's like, "I don't hear about no goddamn peas." exactly and she ended with fuck you (laughs) that's how you got to go to bed (laughs) it was so good it was so so good um but I did really like her but at first I was like oh yeah I'm supposed to you know what's funny is like at one point they referenced um Mia being like Harper's quote little sister Mm, facetiously and I was like oh this movie is probably like when I tell people that someone's like my brother they're like oh yeah like your brother like and I was like no if I'm saying that there's no chance (laughs) (laughs) 
if I'm using a sibling word with a person, that means Never. no chance. This isn't Kentucky. It means yeah. no chance. I will, I will say though, I feel like the way that they set up this friend group was done really masterfully. Oh yeah. Like Terrence Howard, he's so super light-skinned in this movie. Like he <laughs> is the epitome of I'm coming here. I'm going to ruin everything for everyone else. Because the chaos no agent. Like I am the, the, the I'm gonna bring chaos like that card game at the very beginning oh it's intense yes when okay so uh Terrence Howard's character Quentin looks at Lance and I was like how do you know she's never slept with anybody else and it's like super intense because he knows what happened between um I thought it was uh, him at first the way he was saying it again as someone who hasn't watched it you know once you've seen your movie and you watch a thousand times you like can read into it that way but I thought it was him and I I think that's that's why why Lance reacted by jumping across the table is because he thought that it was him but it wasn't Quentin and like Quentin is like it's you would expect it to be me, but it is not me. It is actually yeah. your best man who's out here plopping his doodle and berries where they don't belong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that that was like great casting. Um, yeah. Merch, what is it, Merch? Merch, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, Merch, he is, him and Candy's storyline is hilarious. How disrespectful is it that this man, I mean, okay, so his girlfriend- is My favorite great. character, Shelby. You already Shelby. know I've been love Shelby. <laughs> Shelby is it gang up like, on Shelby day? <laughs> she is master manipulator. Yes. Like I have this man wrapped around my finger. I hate everyone in his friend group. They all hate me. So it's mutual. <laughs> yeah, it's like very acknowledged openly. <laughs> very acknowledged. And so what is most hilarious about like that little interaction is the fact that, okay, so Quentin tells him, like, you know, you don't like the way that Shelby treats you. I mean, to be honest, nobody wants mm-hmm. to be treated the way Shelby no. is treating him. But, like, the fact that you go to a bachelor bachelor party, meet an uh, exotic dancer that night, mm-hmm. and then invite her as your plus one to the wedding that you're supposed to be going to with your girlfriend the next day. Not only, like, what, sir? <laughs> And then somehow they were both able to attend the wedding, which like in today's world, you know that like there's too many like seated dinners and stuff to be able to, to loop somebody in last minute. Uh, That, that was amazing. Like also when they were at the card table, I had this realization that they were also the same archetypes from girlfriends, even though this was like (laughs) girlfriends. Oh, Harper is Joan, Lance is Tony, Quentin is Maya and Merch is Lynn. Yeah, it's over. Wow, I never put that together. That's so true. Thanks to that one season of Girlfriends I watched, because season two was already a drop. (laughs) So bad. Yeah, Harper and Joan do have a lot of the same tendencies. That like that hubris of like I'm so much smarter when they really weren't doing that much different than anybody. Yeah, they're not like. I think that was the biggest thing for me is that Harper thinks he's the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And that's what causes him to get in try like basically destroy a friendship, bust almost destroy a marriage. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. 
This yeah. is, if you haven't seen Best Men, this is a It full was such a ride. Movie. Like, the time flew. Like, it was full. You know, every moment, like, had a purpose, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, one of my other favorite lines was, like, in one of the college flashbacks when Lance had been unfaithful. And he was just like, Lord, please forgive me and my wayward dick. <laughs> <laughs> Like, cause it was just so sincere. It reminds really, me like when really you're, it. when you're like a little kid doing prayers and you're like, Lord Jesus, please make sure my pencil doesn't get too like nubby halfway <laughs> through the school day, because that really grinds my gears. Like it was just so literal of a prayer. Um, oh, he did so good in that movie. And then um, my other favorite part that I literally had my hand on my mouth, Danny, because I was so <laughs> uncomfortable, but also like thoroughly enjoying it again was the chaos was um, Quentin putting the garter on Shelby at the end of the movie. I was uh, so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. He was like, only like Terrence that. Howard, like Terrence Howard. I was like, I don't know if you ever saw that clip of him on uh, like doing an interview where he just like went on this ramble. I don't even remember about what. And people were like, he's crazy. And I was like, yeah. clearly he's always been crazy. He's consistently cast. He's play, <laughs> he plays pretty much the same character almost every time you see him in a film. Except for maybe Iron Man, where he's like the sensible friend. But other than that, he's always like a Looney Tune cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. That, that scene took me out for like the rest of time I was just like what is happening and then of course like it was very cliche but I love the like them waking up together the next morning and screaming when he screamed did you touch me (laughs) he's like did you touch me she's like crying (laughs) (laughs) that was such a perfect like after scene it, yeah it, it was great it was great if, if so I've I will, anything from Marvel you have to wait till the credits are over yeah you ha- I will have stuff. to say that routinely everyone says best man holiday is better than the best man and that does not often happen excited yeah it does not often happen with yeah. the sequel um but it is very good I will yeah I think probably also the amount of time they waited before they did a sequel and then like what I presume it's set in a hall you know like it just gives it like probably enough to do a better story yeah later on came out in 99 and the best man holiday came out in 2013 yeah um and I don't know yeah when the third best man is coming out but I know it's not coming out this year (laughs) It's not coming out tomorrow. So we yeah, I know. Yet. Uh, I know that. I know that um, it's going to be uh, actually going to be a limited series. I just looked it up. Oh. Um, it's going to be the best man wedding, the final chapters, and it will have 10 episodes. And Morris Chestnut, Tay Diggs, Regina Hall, Terrence Howard, Sonal Latham, Nia Long, Harold Perinio, and Danielle DeSalsa will all reprise their roles. So it's everybody's coming back. So I'm really excited. That's amazing. Because it always sucks when the one person like thinks they're too big for their britches. And and you're like, all right, like way to ruin the movie. Exactly. So I'm really excited for that. But they just announced that in 2021 so I'm sure there's gonna be some time before it comes okay. out all right so do you have like any wedding highlights in particular like things that you love from the wedding itself since we are doing do it does it have to be things that I love or can it be no you can also, things you hated 
Okay, so one of the things that I was just like, what world? Just like, not just at the wedding, but like throughout the show, I have no idea what they had Robin wearing the entire movie. Correct. Like I have her- that on my, that had that for fashions. Her outfits were fucked up. Horrible. They were horrible. And she really gave me a sister, sister, Tia and Tamara type <laughs> yeah. vibe. The entire like the time. furry jacket. The yeah, with like layered clothing. Um, her outfit to the wedding. I was like, why do they do my girl Sonali like this? <laughs> she looks awful. Because um, because the mystics knew she would bite Beyonce one day. <laughs> so, <it> was, <laughs> so they punished her ahead of time. Ahead of time. <laughs> I just was so... I don't know. I, I mean, so I wasn't mad, mad at the two-piece. I'm not going to lie. Like, was it wedding appropriate? No. Mm, no. But was it like more of a fun Bratz look? Yes. But we're at a wedding. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, you don't wear like, a fun I, Bratz look to a wedding. <laughs> where was he supposed to be living with her? Chicago? Like, what city? I think so. I don't remember, but they flew okay. in. Because I, I was just like... I was like, if it was SF, like you could try and get away with like, oh, she's kind of like bohemian or whatever. Like the vibe was definitely like, she's kind of bohemian period. You know what I mean? Yeah, because she was picking, she couldn't figure out what she wanted to do with her life. Like that sort of. Yeah. So she was like having that vibe for sure. And I feel like it was like made to make her stand out from everybody else. I liked uh, Neil Long's like bridesmaid look though. I thought that was very sleek. And the little flowers. And I like the silver, love the metallic. I think that's one of my favorite things about Neil Long though, is that she always has like the cutest short haircuts that I've ever seen. Like between her and Halle Berry, I am very upset that these women grew their hair back. Like (laughs) (laughs) I I take it personally. Yes. yes, the cheekbones, the fa- they're giving. Fa- I mean, they have just- a structure that they need to embrace. Yes, and I really would very much. So- no, excuse me. Those are these are my top three: Kelly Rowland, uh, oh, and Halle Halle Berry. I need them all. I mean, they look beautiful, of course, with their long hair. Like yeah. I'm not saying they look good, but they are stunning to me when they with have short them. hair. Yeah, yeah, I um, agree. And so uh, that was something that I, I just loved her whole look. I was not feeling the wedding dress. I was Awful. like, Miss Mama, you got to paper <laughs> on your arms. This right is now. unacceptable. I don't, it was awful her hair looked like a seven-year-old who goes to Sunday school like I was just like what also like I wasn't I'm not trying to be mean but she looked a little older than everybody and I googled it she's the same age she might have been I think she it was she the, the same age as they mm-hmm. were I think she might have been because I was concerned I think my dresser like if I'm gonna award anybody a dresser it's Miss Shelby Miss Shelby was dressed I would maybe bring in um candy but like she wasn't really wearing clothes for most of the time that we saw her she was wearing like a jacket and you know like a g-string so um but Miss Shelby was always dressed oh yeah I mean why do you think she was my girl like fashions and sass fashions and she said I don't give a fuck if any of you like me <laughs> like, yeah. she didn't even care if her boyfriend she liked her it. she was still in charge of everything happening 
she really meant that deeply from the bottom of her soul. And it wasn't like a, I'm doing this as a defense mechanism. I am. No, that's just who she is. No, that's, she genuinely does not care if they like her or not. She's still in, I mean, she shows up in the next movie. So obviously she's still in the friend group. Oh, when I saw that, I was like, Ooh, I can't wait to find out why she's here. Um, I love like, she also at the wedding had like those like very serious ringlets of the late nineties too. Yeah, she meant business. Yeah. She said, this is a yeah. formal event and I shall dress this and I shall groom this such. <laughs> this um, is like she was having a moment. And then of course, um, for like the musical moment of the movie, at first I was going to say it was like in the beginning in the flashback when, uh, Tay and me are dancing to Stevie wonder. Cause that's like yeah. the charming, like here we are together. But then I was yeah. like the line dance though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to call it magical, but that's a true ass musical moment. Of a I wedding. think there was a time like during black movies where like when they wanted to show like people having a good time, it was yeah. like that line dance movie. I could probably call out like four or five movies that have that exact <laughs> same musical yeah. magical moment. Yeah. Um I will say so like the Stevie Wonder one was really interesting because like I don't know, maybe it's like a a difference in age but I don't think about like sex and Stevie Wonder comes on like that's not no no I don't think it was sexual either I think it was like a silly you know what I mean like it was kind of like that sweet musical moment because it's like like I just did my best friend's wedding and you know they're singing like Dionne Warwick like that's not sexy but that's like the one like everyone thinks about it and like joins in and like claps along too no I Um, can see that I mean, no, any- I, I wouldn't be playing Stevie Wonder being like, it's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> I think <thought> Uncle Stevie's <laughs> in the room. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm sure he has like a song or two. I maybe just have not heard them. Um, so I when I heard that, yeah. So like, obviously them there, I thought the magical moment was, yeah, the line dance. Um, I think there being like, I don't know. It felt like there should have been music there, but there wasn't. Yeah. Um, was when uh Candy and Merch were talking downstairs and they like had that like fake 90s, we know the same quote uh moment Yeah, like a little made. like like a little instrumental. Right. Yeah, like a little and or like they're connecting. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that they're connecting and like he's meeting someone who's smart and appreciates what he does. And he doesn't think of her in a derogatory uh, like way yeah. for potentially being a se- like a sex worker. I mean, just because you are exact dancer doesn't mean you're a sex worker. I mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just say dancer, mind. but yeah, uh, we'll say yeah. Dancer. it was like so the exotic dancer knows Audrey Lord. Yeah. Meant yeah, to be. exactly. <laughs> Um, that's a very also another like 90s movie, like black movie trope where, um, like, have you seen Love Tro- Love Jones? Like one person starts a quote and then like some obscure quote and then the person like finishes knows it. what it is. And to be fair, like Audrey Lord, like she has a lot of quotes. Like I could finish quite a few quotes of hers. That is not one of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's like, you know, it's, it's a strong quote, but like, yeah. there are so many Audre Lorde quotes that like, you know, about being a woman, being powerful, being dangerous. Like there's so yeah. many, and like, this is not a top Audre Lorde quote. Well, that's, that's why they chose it because they needed it to be that rare thing that they shared so deeply. It just was an absolute mess. Um, 
but yeah, I, so I felt like that like could have used some like yeah. undertones, some magical musical undertones, like that sort of thing. I can't remember where it played, but there was like a ballad. I think it's when she, when it was locked down the aisle, there was like a ballad and it had, I was like, that sounds like Beyonce. And sure enough, I looked it up and I was like, okay, solo Beyonce. Um, yeah, they had, they had Bills, Bills, Bills or something. They, bills, they bills, had bills. that they had too. Stuff. Yeah. But there was one where it was just Beyonce. Um, that was like mm. kind of a ballad. And I was like, all right. Um, and it's yeah. 99. So it's like before she's Beyonce. Yeah, be. before Destiny's Child was fulfilled. Right. <laughs> After their death, before their destiny was fulfilled. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very 90s though, like all the slang, like being like, I mean, now there's some stuff that we say again because it's been long enough, like a mad part, yeah. like the emphasis. Yeah. Diggs, every time Tay Diggs delivered a line of slang, I just felt like he was trying really hard to sound what? Like it. What? Like we know that he was misplaced, but he was also the nerd. Like I couldn't yeah. tell if it was him or the character or both. But now, so like back then, he would often play kind of characters like this, but who was kind of like nerdy, but also kind of suave. Like I don't know if you've yeah. seen the wood. Like he's very much so like that in the wood. He's brown sugar. Like he was like he had his magical moment in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, because he was the um, one in um he was in How Stella Got Her Groove Back, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So like he swivels back and <laughs> forth between this like nerdy, but like sexy kind of guy. But it's like, now we see Tay Diggs acting a fool on TikTok. Like literally. Like he's a dork. Yeah. He's a complete dork. And like, you know, didn't, was he was used to to the voice of Elsa. So like, yeah. obviously something right. Yeah. Um, like, the, like the whole Broadway pairing of it all. Like, and he, um, yeah. you know, me and my award shows, he always hosts like the Critics' Choice Awards now. And the way he acts hosting them, I'm just like, you're a dweeb. And he's so like watching this movie, I was just like, he's silly. I mean, it was enjoyable, but it was just really funny because it felt like whether or not it was intentional, he felt dorkier every time he tried to sound like yeah. cool. So um, you have to watch him in, in roles where he's supposed to be the cool one. And then okay. that will trip you out even more. Where like in the world, he's supposed to be like the player who doesn't really want to get married, but it's his wedding day and they're trying to get him to the altar. But he's like, is he drunk at his ex's house? Oh, but good. He's so he's troublesome in all his movies. Yes. Yes, he is. He's messy. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, it was so good. Like we said, the business suits, like all the women in like that workwear, that's like kind of popular again. Um, yeah. All the coordinates um Jordan was like queen 90s like because she had like her suits and like all her they all looked like they were about to be cast in the matrix with their tiny sunglasses yeah she had lip liner and then her apartment with the purple the purple walls and curtains and the wood I was like wow I've been to that apartment before as a child (laughs) like some auntie's apartment I was like this is a moment like it really sent me back in time no it was definitely like one of those types of movies where I still think like as much as the heavy-handed misogyny is annoying it's still like there are people who still are like that Um, I was gonna say it's like it's not a lie either so yeah I'd rather it be like a movie where people are themselves you know like reflect society unfortunately Um, and so I felt like it really was reflective of that and so that made some of the like 
even me now knowing that Tay Diggs is a dork <laughs> versus when I like watched this when I was like nine and I was like, oh my gosh, this man is so cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't mean for cheating on his girlfriend, but that, I thought he was like, that was cool. me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I meant like, you know, me watching these movies when I was like way too little. I was always like, oh, yeah, that's like the way people should be. And then you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, now? I wanted to be Jordan. Like, I was I would like, I still like low key want to be her. Everything except for like being like, you know, this guy has a girlfriend. And you just when she him. like propositioned him, I was like, girl, something is wrong with you. Like, it was very 90s. Like, it was very like 90s girl power type. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, she was owning it. And because in theory, in the movie, we're like rooting for them at first, too. So yeah. we kind of want that to happen. Because they have but that awkward. I liked tension. the. And yeah. she's like, I know why you left your girlfriend at home this weekend. She says that very early, or she like asks him why very upfront. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was very like, she goes, you know, it kind of um, took me back to y'all's episode about, was it the sweetest thing? Um, was it that one? The one with Cameron Diaz and- um, Oh yeah, Christina Applegate. Yeah, yeah. What's that one called? Yeah, the sweetest thing. Okay, okay. So the sweetest thing where like, it was very much so like Cameron Diaz is like a woman of like the times and she does what she wants and she she takes what she wants. Like that's very the Jordan. Like going after it, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, definitely give me Jordan (laughs) energy. Give me Shelby energy, but not with my friends. Maybe with my enemies. <laughs> it's like, um, I'm trying to think like, like a Jordan sun with a Shelby rising. Yeah. <laughs> Shelby's what we give them at first, but like, we're really Jordans. Yeah. No, and I, it was funny. Cause I was like, I feel like a Jordan, but like, I should aspire to a Robin, you know, we're mm-hmm. like, cause that yeah, was so above. Yeah. She really like, and then the last thing I'll say about things wedding related Harper, do not propose to someone at your that best friend's so wedding reception. I'm so glad you brought that up. He was a mess. Been. Start to finish. Start to like, finish. Okay. So you, not only do you. And ruin he had no ring. Let's, let's talk about that too. But go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, go. Like, not only did you ruin this man's wedding, had y'all was dragging Lance, he's trying <laughs> to tell his parents in front of all these guests out here that he wants this wedding. He ripped his so shirt. <laughs> ripped his shirt had him out here looking crazy but you propose to this girl and the only reason why he proposed to her too this is what's ghetto as hell is the only reason why he approached proposed to her is because jordan told him to do it like she didn't that was fucked up yeah she was like she's the one yeah and so like had she not said that he would have never had that realization which is so trifling um and I say ghetto not in a like a derogatory worry that everybody no. else did I love to call like I call white people ghetto all the time so <laughs> it's unrelated I, I know but I personally know what you mean don't worry yeah I just was like and then you propose to this woman um and you don't have no ring at somebody else's wedding she should have said no like I was hot when she said yes I was like girl stand up where is your self-respect 
She doesn't have any. Like we said, if she had any, she would have gotten back on the plane immediately. Literally. She wouldn't have attended this wedding. I like, they could have still I ended just, up together, but she would not have attended this wedding. She would have said, just, you come back I, when you got yourself right. So forgiving, so loving. So like, I just, I know I should aspire to be this forgiving, loving yeah. person. I just don't aspire to be Robin though. We, we won't. Because the way that one, like I said, I would already been on the plane, but if I didn't get on the plane in some alternate weird MCU universe, I would have told this man, you don't have no ring. You're dusty. Okay. And you're in somebody else's wedding. I was just like, you didn't do enough harm in this in these two hours like I mean everything you said but that's all I could think because I'm this not a very trauma student. proposal it's I don't want a like, trauma proposal well it's just like it's a it's so rash when people do that they also like take it back sometimes you know like I would have been like I don't trust this we need to wait three days not even you know what I mean like three months and yeah. then we'll come back if you think that you still want to ask me this question you can ask me three months from now first and foremost if I were Miss Mia, I would have tackled him. <laughs> like, yeah, in my wedding dress. I just I thought it was a joke when he started getting on his knee. I was like, oh, no, not that. And then I was like, oh. And it's supposed to be this, like, weird, tender moment where we're supposed to go, oh. But all I can think about is, like, how trash this is. This is so trash. It's unacceptable. And it's also just poor form. You don't do stuff like that at other people's weddings. Like, beyond all the raggedy that he had been for the previous hour and 50 minutes. Why you do just don't do that at other people's weddings. It's not about you. It's not, but it, everything's about him. That's why I told you. He's yeah, the narcissism. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to give you my wedding quick fire. Um, do you have, aside from this movie, any other favorite wedding movies? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, wedding quick. I love the wood, uh, which is one I already <laughs> mentioned because it has to deal with these three knuckleheads and trying to get their friend who is also Jay Diggs uh, to get to the wedding. I'm not a big wedding movie, uh, like watcher. That's okay watch too. Say. That's really disappointing. I, I just give people the chance. I just um, give people the chance. I'm sure there's some. And as soon as I get off of this podcast, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, dang it. I should have told her that this is like my favorite wedding movie of all time. Um, this is a pretty good one though. Cause Amber cited this as one of her favorites. Can't, the wood. Uh, or, no, yes. Oh yeah. No, I love the best man. Very high quality. Um, I think if I can do a series, that Hulu series, um, three weddings and a funeral, like or four weddings and a four funeral, weddings and funeral was so good, so good. It was it was like bad but good, if that makes sense. Yes, like yeah, yeah. Mindy, Mindy went hard. a little too hard, but yeah. it was, but I got to watch that and then do an episode yeah. on that because it was oh, a good time. Everybody's trash it. too. Everybody's trash in that as well. Yeah, my friend was hot with uh, with the whole betrayal thing because it was too soon after she had experienced the same thing. So she just kept rage texting me. I'm like, I didn't cheat on you. Like, <laughs> like I don't deserve this. I but I got sucked into that movie very yeah. very early. I mean that that um that, that show too. and yeah, yeah it was really good because it references so many because like Mindy Kaling like also infamously like loves rom-coms and stuff so she did so many yeah. references to so many moments and then I liked that it was like 
multi, like international, but also multicultural, you know, but it just felt it. normal. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like it was overdone or yeah. they were trying to push like some sort of like quote unquote diversity agenda, which like as a black woman, I'm all here for diverse like people being a mm-hmm. part of movies. I just hate it when it's done in a very forced, like contrived way yeah. where it's just like, uh, you very clearly know that someone was like, we need a black someone find a black (laughs) one of each (laughs) Noah's Ark but in half (laughs) yeah exactly um so I I that's a good answer though yeah I love that show um the wood is good and 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 that one the wood is good uh the top two aside from uh best man and then what is um, your favorite and least favorite wedding traditions, if you have any. Um, my favorite wedding tradition is when people jump the broom. So that's something that happens at predominantly black, um, not predominantly black, at black weddings. At black weddings. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it at a non-black uh, wedding. I haven't either. Um, so uh, during the like enslavement, uh, black people often weren't allowed to get married, and so one of the ways that they did it, they decorated this really big, uh, like the, they decorated these brooms really, really fancy, um, and they would jump over it as a way to signal that they were now officially married. Um, and so there is a wedding wedding movie called jumping the broom that my mom loves and if you ever want to do a podcast with my mom yeah, i was like me. we need to do a live we need to do a live show where i go to your house and then it's you me and miss daisy and we're da- yeah. thinking daisy do yes. um and and talking about the movie yes yeah I would so love. she loves that movie it is not one that i love i don't hate it but like it's yeah not, that's daisy's movie um, but I love the jump the broom. I think okay. it's just so steeped in history and tradition and it gives yeah. me a feel. So it's very quick. It's like five seconds, but I love seeing it happen. Yeah. Um, my least favorite thing about weddings. Okay. I absolutely hate watching the dances. Like I am over it. I really just has no care. soul. <laughs> I hate the first dance. I hate father-daughter dance. I, I like, I'm constantly having conversation in my head of like, don't talk over this. That's disrespectful. And I think the reason why, so I went to this fantastic- I'm not surprised, but I'm still surprised. Like I've known you over a decade. I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. I'm so bored. Um, One of the things that's really, I realize- that makes me enjoy it though, is the fact that it's just like the songs are so long. I think like, oh, That's you fair. know, first like- They should minute. just do a two minute. Yeah, the, like the first minute, minute 30 seconds, oh, I'm into it. And then after that, like, dog, why'd you pick a five minute song? Like, I don't wanna watch you dance with your dad for five minutes. I don't want to watch you dance with your new husband for five, I want to <laughs> dance. I came here to dance. I mean, and to celebrate your love and blah, 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 whatever. Um, But I just feel like it's just like this time where, especially when people do it back to back to back, like Mm -hmm. we're just sitting at the table for 15 minutes in silence. It is miserable. I just, I think. So I went to a great wedding with my friend Shay um, when she got married to her now husband, Angel, and they had each one of their dances were like a minute long. And I was super into it. I felt like didn't depress like the feeling in the room. Um, yeah. I could, you know, I didn't have to wait that long to go to the bar. Like that's, I just keep it short and sweet people. Please don't pick long songs. And if you pick a long song, pick out your favorite part 
dance to it for about 90 seconds and move on. Okay. Or do a choreograph, like do it like a good choreography. That's interesting. Don't be like awkwardly talking to each other throughout the for three and a half minutes. Who wants to see that? Not me. Not a soul. I don't personally. Um, so yeah, that is my that's my least favorite tradition, which I think most people are like, no, it's so beautiful. I'm like, no, no y'all. But you know what? Too. You got me thinking I might just start talking at some point. Like that must be how I got through. Cause at first I get really teary-eyed if it's a good song. Yeah. So I get like all my like eyeballs filled up, but I do start talking. I'm not quiet. Bored. And then everybody's rude and talks over it. So just cut that kind of short. They're fine. Yeah. As long as you're allowed to talk. As long as there's not a moratorium yeah. on speech during this time, <laughs> then you're fine. Um, yeah. Speaking, you said you're here to dance. What is a song that will get you on the dance floor specifically at a wedding? Like if there's a typical song. Um, okay, so any line dance, like I love any sort of, whether it's the Cupid Staffel, the, you know, um, the bus stop, there's, we have a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not just the electric slide at Black uh, weddings. We have quite a yeah. few. Well, so um, you went to like a wedding with Elliot recently. <laughs> And you were like, he was so excited because I was like, oh yeah, so that's cute. just like he loves that line dance. He always, <laughs> he always does that one. Um, so yeah, like I love any line yeah. dance will get me on the, on the floor. Fair. Um, I anything with Beyonce that's upbeat will absolutely sure. get me on the dance floor. Um, and you know, just anything that's like in between like the 2010s, late 2000s, like the double O's, anything that was yeah. played at like possibly a twerk party while I was in college. Absolutely. <laughs> anything that was played at the Ludwell basement. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> or <Elker> Ludwell apartments, <laughs> absolutely. Give me a little like Travis Porter, you know? Wow. Like, just a little, yeah. Just give me a little bit. <laughs> Smidge, just a touch and I will be on the dance floor instantly there's I no will question say, a little waka waka, like a little I, oh <laughs> I was just about to say every <laughs> single person who I've asked this question has like a low-key ratchet answer <laughs> like nobody <laughs> has said something sweet or like something commonplace it's line dances or it's yeah it's like someone was like can I say back that ass up and I said you <laughs> can yeah. Who am I to stop you? You need to play. There's a clear theme amongst my friends of, of what activities we relish in as long as it's probably I'm, why you're friends with all of us. It's the common thread. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. All right. And then what is, um, what do you think is like one secret to being a good wedding date? Like if you're the plus one and this isn't really like your wedding you're attending, you know, maybe you don't know. Um, don't be clingy. I, one of the things that I dislike the most is if I go somewhere and, and I bring someone with me and they cannot function on their own. I absolutely abhor being followed around like a little puppy. There are other people at the table. I am probably going to introduce you to people as we go along. I need you to be a little conversational. I need you to make a friend. I don't care if it's just one. Um, And so like, so that way, like we can dance and enjoy each other. But also like oftentimes when I go to weddings, I, I know people there. So Mm -hmm. I want to talk to those people and I don't want you staring deadpan over my shoulder every conversation. Just like so excited to be there. 
not, not, not only do you look like a creep, but everybody thinks I date a creep now. Like that's not appropriate. <laughs> You're ruining my reputation as we speak. <laughs> You're <laughs> ruining how people see me. And so I need you to, you know, get a little sociable. And so mm-hmm. I think that for me is a big faux pas as someone who I can't bring to a wedding who can't function without being like two feet away from me at all times. Um, Absolutely. That's an irritant of mine. Um, and so I also try to be that date. So like if yeah. uh, my partner Elliot takes me, like we just went to a wedding, I don't need to be up underneath you the whole mm-hmm. time. I will see you when we when we get to the table. But cocktail hour, I am gone. You will not see me. I will not see you. I'm not making friends. I'm living my life, okay? <laughs> that's what I need from a date myself. And he, yeah. he is great. He's really good. I mean, he was at like we know my housewarming party last summer. Yeah. And he was befriending everybody. I was yeah. like, all right. Like he this makes is, connections everywhere. Yeah. This is why I continue to bring him around. <laughs> this is why he's still on the payroll. Exactly. Exactly. Um, these are just like this or that. Um, do you prefer like seated dinner or just like heavy past appetizers or d'oeuvres? Um, I, if the food is good, seated dinner, but also I've been to a party where they had like heavy hors d'oeuvres and everyone just had a blast and everyone danced. And so I am just kind of bougie and I want good food. So usually that comes in. You want like the full dinner situation? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, do you prefer a live band or a DJ? A DJ. Oh my gosh, please. I mean, I've been to weddings where they had a live band and it was wonderful. And we like. I don't want to hear your live band, 60 year old singer sing back that ass up. Like, I don't want their rendition. Like, (laughs) like I, I want the radio edit, please. Yes. Uh, Also DJ feels like better because then I can go like request stuff. Uh, And I feel more open to like requesting things and having an interaction with the people who are making like producing the music versus Mm -hmm. if you um, have a lot of things. Good. And then would you prefer, this is not for you personally. um, Do you like the idea of a backyard wedding or a destination wedding? Um, I love a backyard wedding because I'm cheap. Um, Like bougie cheap. You know what I mean? Like I'm bougie, (laughs) but I want (laughs) to... And I don't know, like a destination wedding. Oh, okay. I'm going to say this. If you have a destination wedding, amazing, but I will not be giving you a gift. I'm not flying halfway across the country. You know how much that costs? Especially today. Especially that today. That fuel surcharge. The gas gift is my present. I showed up. Congratulations. You're welcome. <laughs> I will not be giving you a gift. I'm so sorry. That's so expensive. And I mean, I love, I've never been to a destination wedding. Also, so, I feel like you also act up because you, you show up to everything. I do. So I, you're, you're I that friend. I'm working on it through therapy as we speak. <laughs> and I'm the person who shows up all the time. If I say I'm going to do something, Same. I do it. And my therapist is like, you know, you can disappoint people. And I'm like, but can I? <laughs> Yeah, I would have been like, that sounds fake, but thank you. (laughs) You sound like a liar. Um, Yeah, (laughs) so I've never been to one, but I really feel like if I'm coming to your destination wedding, I'm not spending an additional $80. Like, I think that's fair. I think people too with destination weddings don't do registries per se for that reason. I think. 
like yeah, if they like never it may be a destination for you like let's say like you know now i'm back on the east coast like mm-hmm. i was invited to weddings in california right like yeah technically that's not a destination wedding even though i have to travel to get there so that's yeah. like an expectation Right, but right, right. I think like, yeah, if we all were like, okay, you're going to this inclusive resort that you're paying for your stay, that's more like there's no additional gift. But those are my fun gift. too. My parents went to one um for like my dad's cousin that he like barely knew, but they were like, it's a weekend in the Dominican Republic. Oh yeah. And it's then like they were like friends with everybody, but you know them. They yeah. were like BFFs. They're with stellar. Everyone. They're stellar. I'm not surprised. All right. And then Pick one, old, new, borrowed, or blue. Mm. I love olds. Okay. Because, you know, I love, I love an old photo. I love an arc. I'm, I'm a I was about to say, you're an archivist. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. I love something that's, like, passed down. I don't want nothing borrowed because you ain't getting it back. Um, and... Yeah, borrowed is definitely where it's at. I love tradition. Tradition is yes. important. And yeah. so, yeah. That borrowed. makes sense. Good. Yeah. No, old. You said no borrowed. Old. Yeah, not borrowed. Because you're not getting it back. What am I borrowing from you? <laughs> the bobby pin. Okay. And you're not getting that back either. You know how many bobby pins I lose on a daily basis? You're not getting those <laughs> back. All right. And then I promise this is the last section since it's your first time on the pod. Um, I do five pleasure points. So I'm sure you've heard them before. What is your favorite self-care ritual? Mm. Lately, my favorite self-care ritual has been going to shoot basketball at the middle school around the corner from my house. Like I go by myself, nobody's ever there. It's like, I burn the same amount of calories as I do walking, but it gives me like a task and a goal and mm-hmm. I really zone out and I just don't think about anything, but like how to get the ball through the hoop. So that's nice. been something that's been my favorite thing that I've been doing, getting up on Saturday mornings. Sometimes I do it in the afternoon every once in a while, but yeah. Cool. Um, what is either your favorite cocktail or comfort food? Ooh, favorite comfort food. I have a lot of them. Um, <laughs> Because I don't really have a favorite cocktail. I'm always that person who's like, what should I get? And I ask other people for their recommendations and I'm not consistent in what I like or what I get. Yeah. Um, I want to say, can I say like Ferrero Rocher chocolate? <laughs> yeah, they're not going to sponsor me, but you can say it. <laughs> I love, I Those love are that really good. One. I love things made with like potato or bread, like potato, any way you make it, I'll eat it probably. And that's really yeah. comforting. Elliot's going to listen to this later and be like, no, your comfort food is X because he pays attention. I have no idea. He's like, based on our DoorDash delivery, it's this. Yeah, Um, exactly. What is either your like dream travel locale or a favorite one Mm. that you've already been to? It can either be a dream you haven't been to yet or some your favorite place you have been to. I want to go everywhere. So I'm going to go my favorite place. I went to Bahia, Salvador in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, Salvador and Bahia in Brazil, or I get them backwards, but it's just like a beautiful, beautiful Brazilian like state and then city. Um, the state is Bahia. 
the city of Salvador, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's just like one of those places where, um, because of their like Brazil's history of enslavement, a lot of the people there look like black Americans, like African Americans. Mm -hmm. And so it's the first place that I've ever traveled internationally where I wasn't visually picked out as somebody who was different or somebody who wasn't from the space. Like the number of people who tried to speak Portuguese to me where I was just like, honey, no, mm -mm, I don't know this. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and like them being genuinely Hi. shocked. <laughs> yeah. Them being genuinely shocked or in awe, because yeah. even in places where I've been like, the same skin tone as someone else. I'm also very tall, like I'm six foot. And so mm -hmm. I've been in places where they're like, oh, we know that you're not from this space, even if you look similar, because you're much taller than like the average person from this space. Um, Brazil, there was just like so such diversity in their mm -hmm. black population that I really like, that was the first time I felt like I went somewhere and like people weren't watching me as I was moving through the space because I was so obviously different. Um, and the people were wonderful and the food was great. Yeah. So like if you were five, six, you would have been like more in at home in Puerto Rico. Cause you're giving Absolutely. so all dying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, you're not, because you're tall. Cause I was like, Oh, I was about to feel it, but you know what? I get it. I'm, I'm really tall. And so like, there aren't as many people. No, we're pretty average down there. <laughs> yeah. Like black women walking through Puerto Rico who are like my height. Yeah. So, and I mean, I haven't been to everywhere in the Caribbean, but I mean, you know? that's like a very cool. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's a good experience to, yeah. I was just being a brat. Cause you know, yeah, <laughs> you already know, you already know. Yeah. No, I think that's a really cool, um, story. And also just like a good experience. I definitely want to go to Brazil one day. Yeah. And also like sometimes going to like the lesser known areas of Brazil too. Yeah. And just like getting to see like an actual, like people yeah. live their life yeah that's why I, it was I had a really good time highly would recommend it then um who is your celebrity crush it could be like your first your current somebody that had your heart for a minute okay so so funny how we were talking about I remember listening to your episode uh another episode where y'all maybe it was the same one but y'all were talking about your sexual awakening I was like it was definitely either Boris Kojo or Morris Chestnut. Like when oh, I, Boris Kojo. Uh, um, I think he was like on one of the television shows, like soul food or something like that. I was in love with him and also in love with Morris Chestnut. Um, I really adore Michael B. Jordan, but so does everyone. Um, so I'm going to go with my current celebrity crush is Jonathan Majors. Um, I, think one, his body is bodying. Okay. Um, and, uh, two uh, lips are my favorite part of somebody's body. And he just, oh. that's like, that's my little very kissable. Uh, yes. And other verbs. <laughs> I'm so cool. <laughs> and then <laughs> before we get cut off, um, what is like a binge worthy content that you recommend to everybody? Ooh, right now I'm watching the Defender Saga on Netflix. So I'm watching it in timeline order. So that has to do with like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, The Punisher, Iron gotcha. like that sort of thing. So it's like the Netflix series, but I'm watching it in timeline order. So you have to watch like season one of Daredevil, then season Ugh. one of Jones. And you, know, I tried, you know, I tried the Marvel one and I didn't yeah. even make it through the first Captain America. And that's I'm Daddy and I didn't even make it through that. I'm weak. <laughs> With that, because we have four seconds. I love yeah. you. Love you too. Thanks for doing Bye. this. Bye.